Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Right. Good candidate's first goal. And Della Rivera just missed Van Riemsdyk. Della Rivera is a heat-seeking missile right now. Now here's a turnover. In comes Tavares. Walks in. Reach scores. Tavares again. Canada's back in it. Up Cole on a hockey podcast. Uh, I'm Bruce Mataglia, joined by James Cole. Hello. Coach Rockhouse, as it is. Uh, I, mean, I guess we haven't truly really addressed that before. Uh, yes, I too yeah, am on some, Twitter. At, at some point, you could have advertised that yeah. you have Twitter yeah. as well. It's just it's just always been brutes of Twitter, you know? So. Well, <clears throat> that's pretty much all I do. That's fair. Yeah. Did you do anything this weekend? I don't even do a lot of that anymore. Um, I went to a wedding. Nice. Yeah, I wedding. did. Wedding season. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, I don't go to a lot of weddings. Most of the family's married off. Okay. A lot of the friends are not old enough to get married yet. Like now we're right at we're that getting, age, getting so there, that eh? this was yeah. like wedding number yeah. one of the friends. And uh, a lot of boys back in town. A lot, quite yeah. a, quite a few. Nice. Um, uh, open bar. <laughs> I wow. See, so I've never been to an open bar <laughs> wedding. That okay. was the first time. Okay. Let me tell you something. It's the way to go, folks. Every wedding should be. If you're marrying off, you should have an open bar. I would I would actually go so far as to say, like, if, if you can't afford to have an open bar wedding, just invite less people. And that mm-hmm. way you're not getting as many yeah, people I, drunk. I, I'm good know? with that. I'd rather have open bar with, like, 20 close friends than have 100 people all paying for their drinks. See, and this is why I, I really, really love my friends that got married. Is because, like, there was, like... You know, there was, like, three or four tables of their, like, really good friends there. We are all animals. Like, just animals, man. Nice. So it was, like, open bar was clutch, for sure. And not even just because... It wasn't even the cost part of it is why I like the open bar. It was the fact that I could just get the drink and not have to wait for the bartender to get, like, change or, like, even process the money in his head. It's just, like, you go up, you get the drink, the next drink's already being made. It's, like, it's very efficient. In and out. Is what I found. Yeah, it was good. More time to drink more. True. That... That's Everybody fun. make it home alive that night, or um, none of the boys got mangled, left in a ditch. Nah, somewhere? I don't think no? so. Okay. I think well, most most of them got hotel rooms mm. at the hotel. Mm. I didn't because I'm close proximity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we uh we caught a cab, but okay. uh, but yeah, nice. It was good. Good time. You? I worked, and uh, then I worked a little bit more, and mm. uh, then we we coached a little bit of hockey. I guess we had some scouting to do. Yeah. And, and that was about it. That sounds like that was fun. I, um, I, yeah, that was my wedding, or that was my weekend, basically. Nice. It was Friday night. I went to, oh, I know what I did Friday night. I know what we did Friday night. We did something Friday night? We went, we, I saw you Friday night. Did we? We went to see Nicolas Cage's new film. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Those, All right. For those oh, that have been listening since week one, we didn't, we didn't even plan to talk about this because I had completely forgot that we even did this. Um, all right. Wow. Well, I guess we'll start the podcast off this week with a review of Nick Cage's new film, Mandy. Yeah. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, here is what I was thinking the entire wa- time I was watching the movie. Is it 97% fresh. 
right? That's what it's rated on. Okay. It's fresh. It's that's something that's what that they you're call not, it. You haven't seen before. They call it yeah. fresh. It was fresh. Yeah. It was something. I'm not sure it was the best movie. It was one of the best movies at trying to do what it did. Yeah. It, it did everything it tried to do. It didn't, like, miss the mark or anything. Mandy was exactly what it tried to be. And it accepted itself for what it was. What it was was kind of an artsy movie that... It's one word. ...had no artsy qualities to the script. The script itself... It was like a really, really hilarious action movie script meets, like, one of the best cinematography and directing performances you're going to see. Yeah. So it was, like, a really, really good, good kind of bad is what it was. The right kind of bad. Yeah. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't get over, though. like, how little Nicolas Cage actually says throughout the whole Ooh, film. Ooh, yes. He is, he is a silent so, warrior. So this is a movie... In which he is like in a ward discussion for. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's and like win. he, he was, it was a good performance, but like he didn't have to say too much. No, like there are best supporting actor performances where the actors say like five times as much as what he says in the movie. No, he does not have a lot of lines, which to, is maybe end. maybe which is why he's perhaps perhaps in a ward discussion. Uh, Leo DiCaprio won not too long That's ago true. for a role in which he didn't That's say true. a lot, but better movie. Oh man, The Revenant you, you was know, a better like, movie than Mandy. And 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 the weirdest part I found for Mandy was how he kept dreaming in cartoon. Like you're watching that this, was, and that it just was the cuts part. away to cu- yeah. cartoon like animation, and you're yeah. like, oh, "What's what's going on here?" Um, uh, I, I don't know. I would recommend most of you watch it. It's not going to be for all of you. No, it was, um, it was what it was. And it three didn't... of the four people that went to the movie seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Sorry, Madison. James' yeah, girlfriend did not care. She still hasn't for the uh, picture. Still doesn't let me off the hook for no. that one, I guess. But I'd go see it again. I don't care. Yeah, I loved it. So yeah, that was Mandy. Go check it out. It's not uh, locally playing anymore, unfortunately. But uh, find a copy, download mm-hmm. it, do whatever you do, and uh, mm-hmm. have a have a good time. The guy a couple rows in front of us definitely had a good time. I think he came. With some sort of substance in his body to enjoy the film, for uh, sure. I hope so, because yeah. he went by himself, which is fine if you go to a movie by yourself. But, man, was he eating. He was eating good. There were definitely some scenes where, you know, Madison turned to me and said, like, were we supposed to get high before this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he begs the question, but, you know. Well, well maybe in a month we can yeah. go see the movie again. And, um, yeah. Okay. Let's get to... Uh, Get some hockey, or because oh, well, nothing's what? happened uh, since the last time we recorded, right? Yeah, not a thing has happened. No, in the nothing. Um, well, maybe a couple, a little bit of, of housekeeping here. That's okay. what we'll do. Housekeeping. Um, so, <laughs> housekeeping. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, we're now available on. Um, we're going to be available on a couple different platforms, probably by the time this episode's out. Yes. Um, a few things. We have a few different places where we have agreed to host the podcast. Um, a little app called Anchor, an app called Wooshka, both of which are, are players. You can download apps uh, for those respective websites and play the podcast on your iPhone or computer device. Um, we are also, of course, on iTunes, but there's been an issue with our iTunes. Yes. And if you have not noticed, um, a couple of our episodes were pulled off iTunes. 
That is not because that they were bad. It's because we had some technical difficulties. Um, but they should be restored onto iTunes in the next few days. And there shouldn't be any more issues moving forward in terms of that kind of technical difficulty. We've looked out for everything there. Um, so we're going to be basically in about a day and a half going to be available on three different platforms, which is kind of nice. Yeah. You can, whatever's most convenient. If you don't have iTunes, you can download a different app to get a hold of us. Um, you sent me the info about that Wakushka or whatever. How you Wushka. Say Wushka. We're now partners with them. Wushka. So you should, yeah. Yeah. You sent me that one. And all I could think of when you, when you brought it up was that, that Mark Mayron special in which he's talking about the different streaming services that you can <laughs> catch shows on. Like, oh, you got to download Plinko. You got to have Plinko. You, I'm you on Clomper, get, man. Yeah, uh, you guys don't have Clomper. Yeah. And like, so I, I guess that's a generational thing perhaps, but, uh, yeah, no, we're branching out. It's exciting. We're looking at, uh, uh, also bringing in a, a couple of guests in the next uh, um, few weeks, perhaps? Yes, we should have a guest next week. Exciting. Um, we definitely have a guest at some point in October. Yep. Um, but we should have one confirmed, our first confirmed guest and first confirmed sponsor next week. So um, that should be pretty cool. Yeah, we're moving pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, Hit season, the ground running. Season hasn't even started. Yeah. Apparently we're uh, already too big for our own heads. Nice. So we might have to retire soon while we're still uh, ahead of the game. Um, okay. That's enough bullshit. Housekeeping's done. Um, In and out. I'm going to give you the floor to now brag for five to 20 minutes. Thank you. About your prophecy. I'm going to go get a beer. Thank you. Um... So yeah, uh, some of you may have noticed last week we uh, we recorded the night before Eric Carlson was traded to San Jose, and I believe my exact words were, we are in Carlson Watch, he is getting traded this week, Thursday or Friday, book it. And uh, lo and behold, the next morning we all awoke to the news, Eric Carlson to the San Jose Sharks for not a lot, I mean like a couple pieces. And guess pieces. what folks, they kept him. Yeah. So far. Yeah. He's actually not been flipped to another team. I, I can just imagine Pierre Dorian like calling back like a few hours there. You you're gonna keep him, right? Like you're, you, you still got him, yeah, right? Well, but not even to the point though. They gave or there's another conditional pick in there that if he gets traded to an Eastern Conference team, yeah, in the next year, then San Jose has to give up another first round pick. Yeah. So basically, Pierre Dorian was like, "Yeah, I don't really trust you guys." Right. We, we yeah. got to work out some sort of, well, a, and, of a trade embargo here. And the thing that kills me, too, is that technically, like, for, for all it's worth, Ottawa still doesn't have a first-round pick this season. And that in itself is so hard to comprehend because the first-round pick they got from San Jose doesn't exist. Technically, San Jose traded their first-round pick in the Evander Kane deal. They don't have one to trade this year. So the Senators will receive it if San Jose somehow misses the playoffs because the condition on the Kane trade was that, you know, Buffalo gets San Jose's first this year if, if San Jose makes the playoffs. So if they miss, sure, Ottawa will get one this year. But you can't look at that Sharks lineup and, and say that they're going to miss the playoffs unless, uh, you know, the whole team goes down with the, you know, SARS makes a big return on the West Stars. Coast. Yeah, SARS, you know. Hey, kids, <laughs> you, re- you guys remember SARS or... So yeah, um, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember two thousand and four? Sars. Yeah. So there's other things out there, Jimmy. 
<laughs> what's the latest uh, I don't disease? Know. I don't know. What is what's been going on? We should, I'm going to call Meg Wochi. We'll have a call-in guest, and she'll tell me what the latest uh, you know epidemic is in the that world right now. Sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. For deaf not. Oh. No. For, for deaf not. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Ottawa Senators trade their captain, the best defenseman in the league, and uh, did not get a first-round pick this year still. So, I love it. It's just weird to think about. Like, I know we've had time to prepare for this Carlson trade. Yeah. But it's just weird to, like, think about, like, a little over a year ago, like, we, my, like, people, but myself included, were, like, making the argument that he might actually be the best player in the league. Yeah. Not just crack your beer. All right. Yeah. Good for you. Um, you know what I mean? Like, at one point, people were talking about, like, if you're going to build around a guy, like, he is just the guy. Right. He's so good offensively. He's so good defensively. He does everything for you on the ice. Things that, you know, forwards are not even necessarily capable of doing. Um, and now he's been dealt for not a lot, a lot but nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ottawa would have been better off getting, like, a second round pick and Timo Meyer. And like Chris Tierney or something yeah. like that, you know Hurdle what I mean? Hurdle or something. Hurdle, someone with a, a little piece, bit of yeah. some sort of a piece. Like I guess what they're trying to do is is more or less like they're just they're swinging for the fences on this one is what they're doing. I guess rather than like just trying to put a ball in play, they're trying to swing for the fences and put it over the fence. And it's like you're gonna have six balls coming at you here. Try to keep your eye on the ball, and they're just kind of like looking at the fences ahead. Like they're just, you know what I mean? They're just trying to figure something out. Yeah, I don't know that Rudolph's Baltzers is not going to be a good player. He might be an NHL player. I remember him from the World Juniors. Like he looks okay, but uh, I don't know. he's no uh, he's no Chris Tierney. But uh, yeah, and I mean, like the the thing for me too is that they make the trade, and you look at what's coming back, and and you say to yourselves like, okay, this is this is it. The rebuild is fully in effect because you could have gone out as the Ottawa Senators. And, and made a trade for, like, a second-round pick. And, like, if you want to stick with the San Jose, you know, storyline, you could have gone out and, and said, yeah, you know what, you want Eric Carlson, it's going to cost you Logan Couture. Or, you know, one of your, you know, top pieces to come back and say, like, yeah, we're going to compete. We're going to bring in a guy that can play right now. Eric Carlson's going to fetch us something of equal value, you know, ish. And we're going to put a team out there. We're going to try to compete and try to, you know, make something of the season. And they didn't. But yet you still got... Their their GM and their owner that have this this mindset like oh, we got a we got we, we got a team we we think we got some good pieces here you know we're gonna surprise a lot of teams well no you're not because you just traded the best player in the Eastern Conference out of the conference because you didn't want anything to do with him and got pennies on the dollar back I gotta cut you off a little bit there fine where where you're saying that the GM there is no GM in Ottawa that's fair there isn't a GM. A guy with a Pierre title. Dorian makes all the phone calls that Eugene Melnick tells him to make, and he kind of just deals with it and gets paid a, a salary to do so. Right. You know, um, like, did you see that clip of him last night during the the preseason game? And David Amber is interviewing Pierre Dorian, and he's like, "If you're the Ottawa Senators right now, what are you optimistic about?" And, okay, so I'm going to reenact it here, okay? So, you ask me that same question, and I'm going to answer it, timing perfectly. Sure. Exactly how Pierre Dorian answered it. Okay. So, so Pierre, what do you have to look forward to and be optimistic about this season? Well, we're a team. That's about it. That's what he said. Yeah. 
that's that was all he said and and Your and that team. in that whole time just staring at the ground like do you think like panic you, you just see the panic sit in what do i say what do i say what do i say we almost could have done inside the mind period oh, here what like it looked like it, it's like it was that moment where he realized that like he had like a month to get himself an anniversary gift and he hadn't been home yet to see his wife yet today and he just <laughs> thought in that second he's like oh f- fuck only thing left that's open is walmart yeah you know so getting her a box of chocolates like it was that moment of just like i'm screwed yeah no it almost looked like it was unrelated to hockey he was so worried about something in that second it's like you 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 were watching a man drowning on national television and like the thing is is like the whole the whole the whole segment too you you could tell like I, i i guess at no point did he think he'd have to face the music like, <laughs> but 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 that, but that's that's kind of what I'm getting at though is why I think that he really, really is not actually making all the calls on this team, because like if he loved that trade, he would have had a lot more to say. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. He would have oh, been yeah. like, he, he would have been. We like, love Balsers. I love like, Rudolph Balsers, and like you been know, watching him for years. Oh, Dylan Demello, fuck yeah. Josh yeah. Norris, let's go here. But no, he was just like, ah, you know, we got a team. We got a bunch of guys. Yeah, you know, they yeah. love each other. She's gonna be good. Someone uh, we'll, we'll keep Mark Stone for sure. It's all gonna work out fine. Someone on Twitter, and I, I don't mean to throw another organization under the bus on this one, but someone on Twitter put together a combined roster of the Sens and the Habs, like of their best players. Did we talk about that last week? Did, did we? we talk about it? I don't. Maybe we didn't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. think we did. We well, meant to. We I think. might have because the Patriot trade we talked about last week. I don't know. Maybe we did. Either way, it's bad. Carlson's gone now, so that list oh my just God. got that much worse. But uh, uh, yeah, that's not a it's not a good team, Ottawa. So, I mean, but they're a team. I mean, we've spent like three or four podcasts in a row, maybe dumping on Ottawa. So now the other side of the trade, you're the Sharks. Like, what do you think of the Sharks now? Okay, so because you had the Sharks, I had them winning like the Pacific. Well, I was going to make a joke that we are now going to redo my season predictions of the uh, of the Pacific Division because. Man, oh man, are those ever out the window. Hey, if you didn't listen to the first episode, just skip over to the last half of the episode. You didn't miss anything. No. Um, and if you do, mute my parts. Um, <laughs> but they look good. The Sharks. Jeez. They look poised. Jeez, a Um, I mean, you've, you've essentially got Joe Thornton as your third-line centerman. You're doing okay. Um, well... He's he's up there. He's he's not he's not healthy. He's not gonna. Who plays second line center then? I don't know. Probably Hurdle. They play Hurdle at center still. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I guess Joe Thornton could move up and down a little bit. But either way, like you've got enough pieces where the, you could have the discussion where Joe Thornton is your third line centerman, and one of I don't know, Vlasic, James. They just traded their best face off yeah. guy, Chris Tierney, to right. the Ottawa Senators. But yeah, and then you, you've got one of Vlasic, Carlson, or Burns on the second pairing. Or, maybe you just put them all in a different pairing and roll the dice, and uh, it's terrifying to think of. I can't imagine what the other teams in the Pacific uh, I, are thinking. I, I think one of Vlasic, Vlasic plays with one of Burns or Carlson. Probably. Probably Burns, I would think. And then you put Carlson with Dylan or something like that. Braun. Like a Mark Mathot type. Well, Braun's the right shot is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, Because you still can yeah. put Braun on the third pairing. Yeah. Game, which, like, Braun wow. is in most teams' second pairings. Yeah. So, so... Carlson's well, like, on every team's first pairing. Now, here's so. my thought. Like, you have, you have Vlasic, you have Burns, 
and you have Carlson now. Who's got the better defense? Is it them or Nashville, do you think, now? Like, who who reigns supreme with the best D in the league? Or is it someone off the board? Or I, is it one of those two teams? It's got to be one of those two teams. I, I think, think it's San Jose Unless you're an point. idiot. It's got to be San Jose at this point. I mean, Nash, I think Nashville's probably got a better six, but Big time. the name power of San Jose, I think, just slightly edges them out. Yeah. You've, you've got two guys back there that could contend for 65, 70 points from the back end. That's that's more than any player in uh, Ottawa is going to score up front, you have to think. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's San Jose. I, I think they've got a Norris winner uh, somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Any one of those three, I guess, could win it this year. But <laughs> well, what what I wonder I is... I was going to say, I don't know if Vlasic could win a Norris, but like he's in the Norris voting every year pretty decently. Yeah, he is. Like He's really good. I, I don't know. He doesn't get a, a ton of love, but... I'm I'm wondering what happens like come deadline time because I mean I think ideally the Sharks are going to want to hang on to Eric Carlson, but if his extension price tag is in the eleven million dollar okay. range, you might have to move somebody pretty quick to free up enough space. So here here brings up an interesting conversation. Okay, is Doug Wilson addresses the media after the trade, talks about the need that Carlson needs to be signed. A few other guys need to be signed. He lists off those few guys, and absent from the list, of course, is Joe Thornton, which is, you know, kind of understandable. He's on the back half of his career very well on the back half of his career at this point. Right. Also absent from the list is another player who needs a contract extension, which is their captain, Joe Pavelski, was not mentioned. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. It doesn't surprise me, though. Doug Wilson has never seemed to love his captains. It's like it's almost like the second he gives him the C, it's like, all right, fuck you, and we hate you. <laughs> We're gonna frame you for murder. Here, go fetch, yeah. take it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, if if you had to ask me right now, if you want to keep one of Pavelski or Carlson, I think there's something to be said. Like, there, it's a conversation because most people are gonna is say, it? well, most people are gonna say is it's, it it's Eric Carlson. That's the best defenseman in the league. It is sure, the but if you give Carlson. up Joe Pavelski. And Joe Thornton's retiring at the end of the season. You're putting all your marbles on Logan Couture to be your best forward and take you further, assuming you don't win the Cup this year. Like, if you win the Cup this year, no one gives a shit. Like, okay, whatever, do whatever you want. Uh, you, you, you know, ba- banners fly forever. But if, if you don't, if you come up short, now you're, yeah, Logan Couture, that's the guy you're building your, your offense around? That's the well, guy that's going to take you to the promised land? In terms of centermen, yeah. You still, you still have no hurdle. Event. No. They've, they, now listen, listen. I'm. I don't like their core that all that much. I don't think it's like up front. I don't think I've made this point. This is why I don't think they're going to win the division. Well, I do now. They're definitely going to win the division. Oh yeah. But I don't love Evander Kane in terms of consistency. No. Consistency is what I'm getting at. Talent. I'm not denying any of these guys are talented. I don't love Couture in terms of consistency. Hurdle may be one of the most inconsistent scoring forwards in the league top six anyway yeah 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 top six forward in the league um you know and then you got a bunch of other guys that you can plug in don scoy and melker carlson and all these other guys but like they're not proven scoring wingers or scoring talent or elite talent or anything right. like that um no i just wonder if if 
you know, by the end I of the season. It, but if you don't, if like, if but you, that's you, that's what I'm saying is that's the road they seem to want to go down. Yeah, they like Evander Kane, they like Logan Couture enough to give him sixty four million dollars for some reason. They like uh, Hurdle, you know, they like these guys. Sure. Am I forgetting someone else? I feel like uh, they have another forward. They have Carlson on forward. Uh, the other one, Melker. Yeah, he's okay. Best first name in the league, Melker. Yeah, that's our top ten this week. Nice. Is top ten uh, first names in the league. Uh, it's no, not no, actually. I, you I keep just, listening. Like we I, a good I, one. I wonder if you know you've got Carlson now. If you know you're you're gonna go for it. You're gonna you know take that run for the cup. The Pacific's gonna be you know open for business as far as that concerned. So you got you got to get by whoever comes out of the uh, central. And so then are you are you talking about maybe trading away one of Brent Burns or Vlasic in the off season to to make room on your your payroll for Carlson? While maintaining some degree of competitiveness up front, is Burns tradable? If Carlson's tradable, I think Burns is tradable. But contract—that's what I'm getting at. Like the same thing we talked about last week with Carey Price, and Burns has a potentially fucking horrifying contract in a few years. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He's what thirty-two, three? Okay, two or three? Yeah. He's got an eight-year deal that's just kicking in. He doesn't okay, play so defense. maybe Vlasic's the guy you're trying to move, which is fine. Like if Carlson Burns is your your first pair, you're, you're still laughing. It's going to be hilarious in three years, basically, when the Sharks are the Senators of the West, and they <laughs> yeah, you're not, and wrong. they have Evander Kane, who is essentially Matt Duchesne, and they have uh, um, Eric Carlson and a bunch of bums on defense because they got rid of Burns, who they had to retain and sent yeah. to fucking L.A. Right. for a third of the price or whatever, and it's going to be great. They have Martin Jones, though. Vesna. Martin Jones is another reason why. Like, they're kind of like Montreal in that sense, too. We're like, yeah. they're never going to be... Like, it's going to take a while for them to get, like, really bad, even if things go... I like how we're talking about a potentially Stanley Cup favorite team. We're like, ah, it's going to be off the rails in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably not. They're well, probably like, going to be good for a while. And we've been saying that about San Jose for a few years now, too. That's just, we've been, how long, how yeah. long has San Jose been falling off the rails? They've been falling off the rails since before they got Joe Thornton. Yeah. That was, like, fucking... 13 years ago. I'm kidding. So. Okay. So, well, well I, I guess if we've discussed a little bit about I, Carlson. I, I, I'm going to say this. I like the Carlson trade. Yeah. Um, I like it for San Jose, obviously. I also don't absolutely hate it for Ottawa just because as much as he said he wanted to be there, it's almost like he didn't realize that maybe he needed that push to get out. Like, I still think this is going to be good for him and good for Melinda, and I think that this is, at the end of the day, going to be better than staying in that city probably would have been. Right. In terms of your playing career. Yeah. Like, he's still going to live there. Yeah. Everything. But I just, I think that's the right move. And I mean, like, I wouldn't want to live in the city all year round that I play in, too. Which is another thing. You don't probably not. Sh- you don't shit where you eat, James. I guess not. Speaking of which, this week's sponsor, Blue Apron. Whoa! <laughs> All right. Well, we're never hearing from Blue Apron if we. No, are. that's good. You, you don't shit where you eat. Uh, well, oh. they send it to your house, actually. So I guess yeah. you do shit. It's Blue bad. Apron is a fine product, to be slogan, honest with you. But... It's a fine product. Um. So I get. I get oh God, I get... we're just we're just gonna rip the senators. Yeah. Nonstop on this podcast. Um. More really bad news for Ottawa in that Jean Gabriel Pajot is probably going to miss the season. At best, he may get in about 15 to 18 games. Um, Six-plus months 
with a torn Achilles tendon, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. Not good news. No, and I, and I know good. I know what a few of you might be asking, and uh, a few of you that listen to a lot of hockey podcasts are probably wondering. And yes, I can confirm that with biscuits now down, we are the official Ottawa Senators podcast. Um, Jesus. Christ. Yeah, no, this this nightmare season is never going to end. I'm preparing you now, sense fans. Don't try to find optimism. The glass is not half full. Don't watch hockey this season. Come back in May. Get excited for the draft. Come back in July. Get excited for free agency. Oh, wait. No, your owner doesn't like to spend money. Okay. So, in a year, come back, and we'll try it again. This week's podcast brought to you by the City of Seattle. There's plenty of housing options for our Canadian friends possibly migrating from the City of Ottawa. Ooh. Seattle's a nice city. Sure. Never been. I think. I've never been. I, I really would like to go there. Um, yeah, that's bad. It's bad. Pajot was going to basically be their first line I, center. I, just love, you, I love Pajot. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. They, uh, well, I mean, they were going to have to, <laughs> they're going to have to find a way to, uh, sorry, uh, we got the Leafs game on in the background right now, and they're, like, breaking down the Leafs lineup. No, sorry, you mean, you mean the Sens yeah, the Sens game. Yeah. They're breaking down the Leafs lineup, and they're like, locks to make the team. Riley, Gardner, Hainsey, and Zaitsev. Well, yeah. Like, uh, TSN has just the most hilarious way to break down the most obvious of situations. How's Connor Carrick fighting for a job? That's bullshit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pajot being out, it's not good. Duchesne is going to have to play probably as their second-line center just because, uh, I'm assuming, anyway, based on everything I've read and know about hockey, that... Boucher is going to try to split up Duchesne and Stone to try to create at least some sort of balance in the Senators' lineup. So now who's their first-line center? Chris Tierney? (laughs) He can win a draw. He can win a draw. I I don't want to make this podcast seem like we're shitting all over Chris Tierney either. I like Chris Tierney. I think he's a really good third-line center in the league. Third line. Yeah. Not first line. Yeah. They, the Leafs tried to make Matt Stage in a first-line center at 1.2, and it didn't go well. Who I also love. I, I love third-line centermen. Yeah. Third-line centermen are, are my favorite. Depth guys. Yeah. Nazem Kadri. Depth guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So bad news for Pajot, um, and it's sad to see because, again, good player. Um, what else has happened? Well, we're. I think we're only going to talk about Ottawa for a little bit longer in the podcast. But for now... Maybe we'll we'll move away from the depressing state of the NHL that is the Ottawa Senators. Uh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about um, some of the captain situations this, around this, the league. This has been the summer of the captain. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of activity with uh, different captains throughout the league. Um, even tons of speculation. Yeah, captains new, being moved. Some um, new contracts. Yeah. Uh, some vacancies carried over from last season. So we basically what we've got is we've got a, a quick list of about uh, 12 teams, I think it is, um, whose captain situation is either recently changed or uh, has continued over from last season. And we're just going to quickly, I think, break down how we think these teams should handle uh, their their captains. Um, so alphabetical order, I think, is the best way to go. And we'll start off with yeah, Arizona. Sure. You're going to have to tell me. And I, like one thing I would have to say, too, before we even dive into this, is that, um, you know, Although captain is, you know, probably the most important job on the team, 
it's also maybe the most overrated job in hockey. Like it's like it's very it's a respectful thing to be the captain. It means a lot when you are the captain. It means a lot to the players on the team when you have a captain, especially whom yeah. you respect. Yeah. If you don't respect them, that also changes things quite a bit. Um, but like, what's with this fucking obsession of having to have the like the absolute right guy moving forward for your franchise like i I hate that bullshit and so many teams now like really really (laughs) overthink this situation like if you have a bonafide leader in your room like one of the teams that we're going to talk about that named a new captain in the last week or two that's like a veteran guy who you know isn't going to be your captain for five to ten years down the road he's just going to kind of bridge the gap here for a couple years help bring in a new era then why not give him the C if he if he actually is your de facto captain? Then just put the fucking letter on his jersey. I don't know. I don't really like this whole thing where teams just just eat away and just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. The more you build up this anticipation, the more pressure you put on the next guy anyway. Like with the Leafs, like it's all the fucking time. Like who's gonna be the captain? Like again, they shouldn't name a captain for the sake of doing it. But the longer they wait, like you know the more it's going to be pressure on Tavares or Matthews or, you know, anyone else I'm sure that could be in the running. Sure, right. there's other candidates. And, like, for me, when I was growing up, the it was it was a weird transition I found because um, my whole life i was been watching hockey players like Joe Sackick and Steve Yeisman and Matt Sundin, guys who had just been captains of their teams for forever, right? Mm-hmm. And then all these guys started retiring. And instead of teams going out and naming replacements um that had been with the organization for a long time or you know were you know born leaders in the room they started you know shifting to your Sidney Crosby who I'm not saying is a bad captain or your Jonathan Taves who again I'm not saying is a bad captain but this youth movement that came in around that time just kind of took the league like by storm over that now. right you have to have that guy that's yeah. the only way to name a captain and like no it's not and like you gabriel can... landeskog for example in colorado he gets yeah. he gets the captaincy when he's guy. like 18 and change and and now you know like no he's he probably shouldn't be your captain like we don't know what's going on in the dressing room i was kind of hoping it was but... going to get to the point where now you were just going to have to name the youngest player on your team the captain. right like you call yeah. a kid up all right kid you're the captain for a month tell us how it's done Exactly. Welcome to the team, Nolan Patrick. So, like, yeah, if, if it's the right guy, give him the C. But don't give him the C just because he's the face of your franchise. And I think that's where a lot of teams have been making the mistake yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Doesn't and have to be your best player either. No. But anyway, so, um, Arizona. Yeah. Oliver Eric- Ekman-Larsen. Yeah. Name the captain. Last week. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Shane Doan has been there for so long and has been the only captain... Uh, for the Coyotes um, over the last 10, 12 years, something like that. Yes. And it was time to move on. Uh, He should have retired a few years ago. Um, And I think they got the right guy. I mean, the guy just signed a big eight-year contract this summer. And uh, he's he's not so old that he's going to alienate himself from the youth movement they've got coming up with Keller and uh, all their young guys. But he's, he's, uh, you know, he's old enough to, to... shoulder the responsibility mm-hmm. yeah i like it yeah i was disappointed he decided to stay there but whatever. yeah well, good for him hopefully that's a viable you know the market. swedes they love the desert yeah who's the coach of that team i don't know <laughs> tip it rick talk i don't know it's one of the no it's tip tip it's, it's gone man it's, it's one rick talk it tease 
They seem to circulate. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll be good. I don't know. They were good down the stretch, I guess. Yeah. They started winning a bunch of games and yeah. stuff. They look okay. Maybe uh, Rick Talk. I like some of the pieces they have. I, I don't know. I don't like yeah. the coach. Rick Talk is a sketchy dude. Right. Um, Buffalo. Okay. So they've got a. They don't have. A they captain, don't have currently. a captain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel could be the guy. It's gonna they, be Eichel. They just drafted another kid first overall, who could be the guy in a few years, who looks very. Mature for his age, sort of like an Aaron Eckblad situation there. You think it's Eichel? Who was the kid you were talking about? Darlene. Oh, Darlene. Yeah. I kind of zoned out for a second. I just heard you mention like an Eichel t- or an Eckblad type. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking? I thought you were talking about Ristolainen. Um, yeah, it's probably Eichel. Probably Eichel. I don't know. Again. Maybe it's Casey Middlestad uh-huh. once he wins the Art Ross this year. Oh boy. Yeah. No, I I like Eichel. I think he's I was... the youngest kid on the team, so you got to make it Middlestad. True. No, it's Darlene actually. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. It is. Stalling then. Stalling's captain. Mystery solved. No, I don't know. I like I I I guess Eichel. I don't know. You've also got a veteran guy on defense in Josh Georges. I guess you could give it to him. Does he still play there? I thought so. Maybe Is he not. still in the league? I don't know. I could be wrong. I, uh, Georges, I don't know. Like last time I checked, like he could be one of those guys that might just that just like doesn't retired three years ago. Yeah. No, like he oh. just like after training camp they just announced their like twenty three man roster and Georges <laughs> Sorry, just man. isn't on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put him on waivers, and he's like, I don't want to go to fucking Toronto again. Yeah. Don't fucking put me there still. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I, I could lost to McDavid for the first overall pick. He might as well join him in the ranks of captain, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carolina. They just named a, a long-serving fan favorite that had uh, left, won a few cups, and came back home. Justin Williams. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Mr. Game 7. Love it. This team. One of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. Justin Williams. This, this guy is taking over for a team that has not made the playoffs in like seven years now, I guess. The longest active drought. Um, I don't know if it's going to translate to a, a playoff appearance this season, but I think that's the right guy to lead it. Last year, they split the duties. He with, knows how to uh, make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, he knows he knows what to do once you get there anyway. That's for sure. Uh, last season, they split duties between uh, Jordan Stahl, who uh, wore the C at home games or something, and then Justin Falk was the captain for the road games or something along those lines, something crazy Bill they Peters. They did that? Yeah, Bill Peters. Uh, oh I don't God. know. We'll see what he does in Calgary, I guess. But, uh, no, Rod the Bod comes in. He says, you know what? I want to cut back in 06 names with his old, names Justin his old buddy Williams. Captain, yeah, yeah, so nice to see them uh, coming to an agreement there. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's definitely the guy to the guy to go with. Um, not to say that Stahl and Falk were bad options. It just seemed weird that they split duties last season. You know, if, if one guy had the C, I think that they, you know, I think Rod would probably honor that and main, maintain the consistency. But because there was really no, you know, concrete leader in that in that position last year, I like that they've they've gone with with Williams for sure. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. He, um, 140 career playoff games. I just looked it up. Nice. 140. He knows what he's doing. It's a good number. Yeah. He's been to the playoffs. Um, Detroit. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Zetterberg. Detroit's weird. He's now finished uh, as a National Hockey yeah. League player and captain. So, with Detroit, you're looking at a franchise. Um, original six, a lot of history there. You had... A guy like Steve Yeisman, you know, he's your captain for 20-some-odd years. Just ridiculous. He leaves. Nick Lidstrom comes in. He wears the C for a few years. Uh, then you've got Datsuk, another veteran, comes in. Zetterberg, the latest. Uh, you know what? Like, they've, they've always had that, 
that kind of leadership in the locker room. Ferris Bueller's day off. Day, Ferris Bueller's day off's on TV right now. Ruby, Ruby, yes, This is George Peterson, Colin. Oh God. Ah, Ruby. Ed Rooney. Oh man. This is George Peterson. Also, we got to do, do a movie commentary episode of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hey, you know what? Those, was, uh, he's wearing the Red Wings yeah, jersey right now. Say, oh, that's uh, crazy. Former captain, oh, Gordie Howe. Um, that's nuts. Yeah, so Zetterberg, the latest veteran that that wore the C in Detroit, he's gone. He's retired. So what? So what do you what do you do if if you're if you're Blashill, Do you can do you maintain that veteran presence that it has seemed to have been with the Red Wings since the '60s? And go with an older guy like say Nicholas Cronwall, or or do you mm. shift away? And do you do you See, look at what the rest of the league is doing? With I, the I'm youth? also a big believer in the idea of having a captain that can play the game at an elite level, whether it be in one way of the game or another. Sure, it doesn't need to be your most talented player, they, no. but they've got to be elite in some sort of a way, whether it be a, you know. I, I like just looking back in the early 2000s this type of player doesn't really exist anymore but if it's a third line winger that's really good at killing penalties like in the early 2000s that was a big kind of quality guy to have on your team you yeah. don't necessarily need them anymore but even if it's just a veteran guy that plays well two ways and and is a good guy in the room like a fucking like a Michael Froelich, although you wouldn't name him captain, but just like that type of guy on the ice, if he's good in the room and he kind of plays that sort of a game, then maybe he's your captain. Sure. I don't know if the Red Wings have a guy, though, that really, like Cronwall, what I'm getting at is I don't think Cronwall's elite. was. That was my really okay. long-winded way of being really nice of saying that, like, Cronwall is probably only playing still because the Red Wings are nice enough to be like, all right, we'll give you one more year. I don't know if Cronwall is necessarily making most of the other teams in the league anymore. Okay. He really That's wasn't fair. looking good there last year. No, no, neither was anyone. But Yeah. you got Mike Green as well back there on defense. Was uh, Green a guy? He hasn't been around in Detroit for long, but he's been around long enough in the league where maybe... Maybe you yeah. think about it. But again, that's, that's where I'm confused. Like, does Detroit maintain this veteran, you know, pattern that they've established throughout the, you know, organization's history? More or less, yeah. Or do you go with a uh, Dylan Larkin? Or that's my uh, thought. You know? it's, it's probably Larkin. Um, you know, maybe Mantha gets there in a year or two. Um, maybe he's there now. For all I know, I, I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's a Zadina even moving forward. But uh, I would go without. Right, I think, na- right yeah. now, well, it looks like they're going to go yeah. without. Um, and I don't, I don't know if Larkin's necessarily ready. He really has been inconsistent since that since that rookie, year. rookie season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of that is due to injury, but um, some of that is due to just not being able to get get, going. get a rhythm going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think the Red Wings kind of go without for a while. Big shoes to fill regardless. Yeah, it's, so. it's tough, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, just one guy after another, right? When was the yeah. last time they had a not-so-good captain? You're right? talking the 70s, and I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to yeah. Google it. Yeah. Florida. Yeah, this is another team that just replaced uh, their captain. So, last season it was, um, uh, I can't remember his first name, Drew, Drew McKenzie? Florida. Oh my god, they did have a captain. Yeah. It was Derek McKenzie. Derek McKenzie, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, so he was the captain last year. That's wild. And, um, yeah, so kind of kind of odd in that there was no coaching change, but they decided to go with a different captain, and they named Alexander Barkov. 
the 16th captain or whatever in, in, in franchise history. Uh, that was just a couple days ago. And uh, I think it's a really good move. Um, Barkov has done nothing but continue to surprise me since he uh, since he was drafted. I didn't I didn't think he was you know um, as highly touted as uh, he was when they took him third overall. And I've been proven wrong time and time again. I I, I love I love where he's taken his career, and uh, they've made him captain. And, um, yeah, I, I think that that's the guy that, that you want to build your team around at this point, if you're Florida, anyway. I love it. I don't, uh, I, I, like, I completely agree. I think there was a time where maybe, you know, you thought Ekblad was going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Ekblad's very a very solid defenseman. Um, Ekblad isn't quite what we thought Aaron Ekblad was going to be. He's still young enough that maybe he will be that guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's your it's your best option. Did you think it was By weird far. that they that they switched captains the way they did? It's not like you know they had a vacancy and they gave it to the the right guy. They took it away from another guy. Wait, are, are you, is Derek McKenzie still on the roster? I think so. I'm How pre- is I'm he still sure. playing hockey? I don't know. He's, he's he you know that like guy that I was talking about the role in the National Hockey League that doesn't exist anymore, the guy that's on your team just to kill penalties and he doesn't do anything. Oh, else. you mean the guy that you think should Derek be captain McKenzie. of teams, yeah. Derek yeah, McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. Good at faceoffs, good penalty killer, apparently a very decent option to be your third string goaltender, as that almost happened one night. Yeah. You should Google that, kids, if you don't know about that. Derek McKenzie almost played goal in National Hockey League a couple years ago, uh, in an emergency situation. That would have been fun. Hey, anything for the team, you know. That's what yeah. you have to see. You know, uh, that's true. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess he is the true leader. But yeah, do you think that was surprising? I, I didn't see that coming. But I guess you didn't know he was still playing. No, I don't so. think it's surprising when you when you have a guy like Barkov and you have yeah. uh, you have a guy like McKenzie. Um, he's just your team's trying to move forward, move into a new era, and it's not like one of those situations where we we're talking about earlier where you're just giving it to a kid for the sake of giving it to him. Barkov's been in the league long enough, and he is a legitimate, potentially like a Selkie winning centerman. Um, he's an elite, elite talent. Why not give it to him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I like okay. it. Yeah, so do I. Montreal. You parlez-vous et français? Ah, oui, oui. Sal de glace. Because you got to speak bien. French to make the captaincy by the sounds of it. They're going to be the champignon of the league. Ah, not... Mushroom? The mushroom of the week. Ah, yeah, that ah, was, well, I was hoping maybe you'd catch that. Sounded like a thing, though. Eh? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Patrick gets traded away. They don't have a captain. Every other Atlantic Division uh, captain is is there's there's two carriers from last season. I don't know if you knew that. It, it's Stamkos and Charlotte. That's all that's left in that division from last year. So yeah, um, patrick has gone. You don't think there's anyone that can take over the the role in the dressing room? I guess the only guy, Weber. You, yeah, that's yes, the only guy that Weber. could is the guy that's not playing. But so. but the but the problem is for Montreal, and like, let, let, let's not kid ourselves here. Like, how much longer is Shea Weber going to be on that team? So you're going to name him captain to try and bridge the gap, right? Yeah. And generally, like the point I was trying to make earlier too is, you know, it doesn't have to be the best player on your team or it doesn't have to be like the face of the franchise be the captain but you want it to be someone that you think is going to be there for a little while and someone that you can get behind and like 
it's one thing if you give it to a guy that who's like you know his contract's up in a couple of years and you know that you know you've got sure. no clause eventually. Sure. But if you give it to Weber now, you're kind of stuck with him for the duration of that contract, yeah, uh, and you don't want to be your captain exactly. for the next eight years. I'm not saying don't give it to someone that's Weber's age. You can't give it to someone with Weber's question marks. Yeah, which is his injury exactly. situation. Once he's healthy again, who's to say he will ever recover to be quick enough to play in the league? Because the league continues to get faster. And as I said about Tom Wilson in that burner episode, Shea Weber does not. No. He's not getting faster. He's smart enough to kind of know how to play because he doesn't have the foot speed. He's never had the foot speed. It's just like the league's getting faster. His foot speed's getting worse. And the gap between him and the rest of the league is really starting to grow. Mm-hmm. And after sitting for another four months here, I don't know how good he's going to be when he gets back. Oh, definitely. Hopefully decent enough because I like Shea Weber. I think that's their only option in the room. But I don't think you can give it to him. You don't think you give it to a guy like Thomas Blakanek? Maybe. but Just, uh, for, just uh, for old time's sake? Maybe. But another problem is, and I mean, again, if you're Montreal and you're in a, a year like this, like you don't want to limit yourself. Who's to say that Thomas Placanic isn't in the press box a lot this year? Like, you don't know. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying they have anyone better to play there, but, like, who's to say Nick Suzuki doesn't make the team out of training camp and just climbs his way up the ladder and eventually is, like, a good enough second-line center? So, basically, Montreal's first-line center by the end of the year. And Placanic is sitting upstairs eating popcorn and... And chips with uh, Bergevin. Well, Bergevin wouldn't touch that because he's a health nut. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think like Weber is. I think he's the obvious choice. And then it's Montreal, so you've always got that little complexity with the whole French thing. Um, I like I like a European guy in that role. That's that's kind of why maybe I I'm leaning towards Placanic. Because then you, you, you the fans can't fault him for not speaking French from the Czech Republic. Of course, he doesn't speak French. But at least it's not the Americans that's, that they've been that's going so weird. with. That's so it's so weird that they can be mad at Canadians for not speaking or French. Americans, but yeah, when you're yeah. when you're talking about a guy that doesn't speak French or English, it's like ah, yeah, ah, it's not his fault. It's he's not, just an idiot. He's, he's not from speaking, Europe. He's not speaking the evil he's, language. He's from a different planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Montreal's a tough one. Always has been. Always will. I guess. Uh, the Islanders. They lost their captain this <laughs> off season. Um, because he decided he wanted to sign a contract somewhere else, and that happens from time to time, I guess. Wait, Brendan Witt signed somewhere this year? Yeah. Summer? Oh, wow. Good yeah. for Brendan Witt. I didn't know Brendan Witt was still in the league. Right. So, who Witt. do you think, is there anyone on that roster that can take the New York Islanders, a team that doesn't really have, um, you know, a foundation or um, a building to play in, and kind of try to lead them somewhere. Hey, Rob, we're going to name Matt Mott and the captain. No, Lou Lamorell is going to come down from hey, the press Rob. box and name himself captain. <laughs> I am the captain now, you see. Hey, Rob, look at me. I'm the captain now. Uh, if, 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 he, uh, if he goes with who he likes, it's probably Leo Komarov. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. Maybe you wait a year and give it to Barcel. Uh, see, like, you know who I think is a good option, but it's the same thing as Shea Weber is like, is Johnny Boychuk. I think yeah. Boychuk could be a captain, but like, he's worse than Weber. Like, he's worse than Weber. He's more it's injured true. than Weber. Yeah. He's signed as long as Weber, maybe? Maybe. Maybe a little less. Yeah. 
I feel like Weber's under contract until 2075 or something. Josh Bailey, your oh, favorite player. fucking Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, you know what's going to happen is Barry Trotz is going to Google who's the captain of the Islanders, and maybe like a player will come up and he'll just be like, oh, Anders Lee's the captain. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, there you go. And like, he'll just start addressing Anders Lee as Captain Lee. Right. So, so no leadership for the next year, probably just I think I think the Islanders, of... I think of any team on this list, the Islanders may be the furthest away from naming a captain. Yeah. Well, well Barzell maybe I, in a couple uh, years. I just looked but... at the next two teams. I didn't realize how bad this is going to get. Yeah. Okay. The Rangers. Uh, the Rangers. Well, they're not as far, no. I don't think. No, I don't think so at all. I, th- I think more than any team on the list that's in the midst of a rebuild... I think the Rangers are the team that's kind of closest to being uh, facing the light, which is kind of insane to say because they've only really been built, rebuilding for like h- half a year. I was going to say a year, but not even. But I think that they have enough prospects that are really close, um, and a lot of veteran guys that are still young enough to kind of stay there. That I think the Rangers might actually be able to like just retool and get out of this kind of quickly. Okay. They have Philip Cheadle. They have Elias Anderson coming up. Uh, I'm not saying those are captain options, but they help. Um, Spooner looks like he's going to be a legitimate NHL fit there. Same thing with Namastnikov. Um, they like those guys there. Um, but what I like, like for me, a captain type, I like a guy that can kind of do everything on and off the ice. I wouldn't mind a Zibanejad there. Okay. I don't mind a Brady Shea as a captain. Um, and even Zuccarello. Like, was, yeah. it's, it's been Zook's team. I was it's thinking been, Zuccarello. It's been his yeah. team, other than Lundqvist, it's been his team for a while. Right. Like, even when it was McDonough's team and it was Callahan's team, this has kind of always been Matt Zuccarello's team. He's been the best forward on that team for years and years and years. Even when they got Rick Nash, it's like, okay, like, Nash is best forward. And then after about 40 games, you're like, no, nah, it's still Zuccarello. Yeah. It's still Zuccarello. It's always been Zuccarello. He is the most permanent fixture in my, like, post-childhood lifetime with the Rangers. Like, he is the guy, other than Lundqvist, that has been there, performed well, really doesn't seem to have many, many issues, like, off the ice. Like, he's a good fit. He's been very under the radar as far as, like, a league-wide, you know, face. Um, Hey, you know what? That'd be the first Norwegian captain the league has ever had, and you know, I like. I would pick Zuccarello at this point. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like that. All right, our pick is Zooks. Nice. We we settled on one finally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they actually have an option. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they actually have a hockey team. Okay. So I know you guys are all getting worried. Um, we are back. We'll talk about your fucking yeah, senators, senators finally. Just relax, people. Um, My God. So they need a new captain, obviously. <laughs> Carlson's gone. What happened to their old one? Um, Where'd he go? Didn't work out too well. San Jose, I hear. Nice. Alexander Deggs on the Sharks again? Good for him. Yeah. A lot of former player references here, folks. A lot of former captains that have left Ottawa, and uh, they've had to scramble to replace them. So maybe, maybe. They never seem to have a happy ending with their captain. eh? If you're listening, Gay Boucher, you're not. But maybe don't name uh, Matt Duchesne. Or Mark Stone, captain, because they're probably going to be gone within a year. If the franchise were in a position like Stone is a captain, Mark Stone is is a captain without a doubt. He could captain a National Hockey League team. The issue is that, and you know, maybe this is me overthinking this one, 
But if you name Mark Stone the captain, and you put more pressure on him, in a season that is inevitably going to be a disaster, who's to say that that isn't just more of a driving force for him to walk out of town? Yeah. Like, you name him the captain, and, you know, maybe he loves it, and maybe he's like, you know, this is my city, this is my people, I want to stay here, I want to sign here long term, I want to see this shit through, and, you know, we're going to come out on the other side, we're going to be a better franchise because of it, and a better city because of it. Maybe. But more than likely, what's going to happen is this team is going to win... 14 to 24 games this season. Wow. <laughs> Come on. You think they're going to win more than that? Yeah. Come on. I think Mark Stone's, How? I think Mark Stone's good enough oh to get him like 20 God. wins But Mark Stone's always fucking hurt too. Yeah, I don't know. So you don't know. My point is that there's a really good chance that this season is going to be an absolute catastrophe. And if you put pressure on a guy that you don't need to put pressure on... You might just be driving him out of town more than you already fucking have because that team has done everything in their power to get rid of Mark Stone over the last few months. And they're they're working real hard to drive everyone out of town. Yeah. Save some money. If they can wait a few years, I'd, I'd actually like to see them give it to Pajot. That, that's a good Assuming he too. sticks around. Yeah. You know? yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what his contract situation is. I feel like he's locked down for a few more years, so they actually theoretically could do that. Yeah, I thought he had a four-year deal that came into effect last year, so call it three more seasons. That's what I thought, yeah. But Something like that, anyway. So, two, really, when you take away this year. But, uh, yeah, that one's tough. I think they leave it for a while. Uh, it's, it's hard to replace a guy like Carlson, obviously, off the bat. Uh, we're going to drive uh, four hours down the highway to Toronto and talk a little bit about what their Much situation happier is. Much happier city. Yeah, so, obviously, they Pajot, just... Fuck, Pajot is a free agent next summer. Oh, wow. Like, no, not sorry, like, 2020. I mean, like, after this. Oh, okay. So, okay. he's got two more years on he's, this deal. Like, he's got a year left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, the, Le- the Leafs, they just named uh, that you know uh, a core of three guys that uh, not none of which are going to be captain this year. Marlowe, who's been a captain. Tavares, who's been a captain. And uh, Morgan Riley, who's just kind of always been mm-hmm. the, the defensive leader for the last mm-hmm. few seasons now. Uh, a big name, not in that, uh, in that group. Look, y- you bring in JT to mentor Austin Matthews. You've been very clear about that. They have not shied away from that over the last two and a half months. Matthews is literally texting JT every day about hockey stuff, apparently. You, you've you openly done this. They're going to name JT the captain at some point here. You think so? And as time goes on and JT gets older, eventually Austin's going to transition into that role. I think this is them kind of just making sure that they have prepared Austin Matthews in every way that they can. Because to just bring him in for two years now, say they didn't sign JT, and they were just like, okay, we're going to make you the captain right now. What have they really done to prepare him to be a captain in the National Hockey League? You played him for 140 games? Well, no, doesn't no, no less than Chicago did with No, no and, or... I, no, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't work in other situations. Like, you can just name a guy captain and he might be born into it. But you can also prepare a guy for this sort of situation. You're also talking, you know, no offense, but you're talking Chicago versus Toronto, which Chicago is a big hockey town, but it's not anything even close to what Toronto right. is. Yeah. You know, here they don't here. even get the games on TV when the team's not winning. <laughs> People don't go to the games. They don't even really forget where the fucking rink is when that team's yeah. not winning. Here, here's how I saw it. Um, so July 1st, they signed Tavares. And in my mind... I was convinced that one of the selling points 
for Tavares signing there was, hey, come to Toronto. We'll make you the captain. You can, you know, be the guy that brings the cup home to the to the fan base. And then they didn't name him captain. And they didn't name him captain. And they didn't name him captain. And finally, it comes out that they're not going to have a captain this year. And then my mind started thinking, okay, if you're going to do it, there's really no reason that you shouldn't have pulled the trigger and just given the C. Why are you being around the bush giving him the A? You've got Austin Matthews, who didn't sign his extension this summer. And I wonder if he had that they don't pull the trigger at that point, give him the captaincy. Maybe they're, maybe that's what they're waiting for. Maybe since he didn't, they're going to hold off for a year, give it to him next summer. Because I, I really don't so see... So you think I don't, they're, they're using no letter on his shoulder as a bargaining chip to maybe not, save some money? Or not something? necessarily. What, what do you think? But what I'm saying is is that not naming Tavares captain, I, I, I don't see why you don't. Like, why don't you name him captain this year if that's what you brought him here to be? If you brought him here to mentor Austin Matthews and to turn this team into a, a Stanley Cup champion, why why are you waiting? What what is the hesitation? This guy's been a captain for the past you know six years in the NHL. He knows what he's doing. You don't need to baby him and hold his hand and make sure that he's comfortable. And you know what? Oh, here's an A. Well, yeah, this is fine for now. We'll see how you do. No, I I think you give him the C. If you don't, it's gotta be Austin. And maybe they're just waiting for him to. You know, sign the big contract. Either could be. It is still possible that. Oh that yeah. Perhaps they just sort of share the responsibility and, and sure they didn't never name a captain, which again goes back to my argument that I'm against. Like I'm against that. Like you're allowed to have a guy that that is the C, and it doesn't have to be the most perfect of situations, or it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean, a one definitive guy. Like this guy can represent the leadership group this guy is still just an extension of the coaching staff and what they have to say and what their yeah. message is right. and you know what i mean someone who can bridge the gap between a sometimes abrasive mike babcock and maybe a perhaps fragile player's ego or something like that you know like things coming out of babs's mouth are not necessarily um sundays and, yeah, are, yeah are welcomed with a warm reaction for a player um but to have someone who can kind of sit down with with mike and talk to him and kind of get his understanding and sort of you know work as a a, a communication filter uh, filter for a player. It it helps yeah. a guy who can kind of think both ways. To me, that's John Tavares, and it's clearly from what we hear not Austin Matthews yet. So to me, that 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 would be the smart move. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. Yeah. I still think I still think it's JT, but I don't have a good answer to your to your scenario. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, one more Canadian market on our list: Vancouver. They just uh, they just lost uh, the Twins, who were I guess co-captains to some degree. Yeah. One happened to have the official honor, and they're gone. Bo uh, Horvat. Bo Horvat. That's that's where I was kind of thinking too. Yeah. I like Bo for the captain. Just everything about him. Yeah. He he. Sort of reminds me of like Mark Messier almost. Really? At this point. Okay. He's just everything about him. He seems like he's a born leader. Um, he's just not as offensive as Mess, I guess yet. Yeah. But. No, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, taking over anybody's role in that regard. Mm-hmm. But uh, no captain yet. Doesn't look like they're gonna have one this season. So they got a lot of young guys coming up. Uh, could be a bit of a, a horse race in that regard. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of maybe a lot of options, and they're just gonna see what they have. I just like the idea that Bo is young now, young enough to help usher in the new era. Yeah, but he's still older than the guys that are gonna be coming in. Right. You know what I mean? He's older than Best. Kind of he's like older a than Patterson. Yeah. He's older. You know, kind what of I mean? like an Oliver Ackman Larson. In, in a Arizona. sense, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even Ackman Larson's, you know, getting to be past what people call a player's peak at this point. Yeah. But yeah. Um, something similar. Yeah. Yeah. But a similar. Yeah, you're right. Similar idea. Uh, caps. Uh, not caps. No. No. Vegas. Vegas. Oh, I misread that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Capitals have a captain. I don't yeah. know what, if I missed something. So yeah, the, the the one team that has never had a captain in the history of the franchise, no captain last year. Who gets the honors? Derek England. I hope so. <laughs> I, I also don't, don't see, hope so. Yeah, like it's tough. The, the issue, the issue with England. Is he's also the same as Johnny Boychuk and Shea Weber? Yeah, it's not. I don't uh, know how healthy he is. I don't know how long he's going to yeah. be in the league. Who the who's, who the hell's to say? But I think right now, like I think Anglin is a guy you can name him captain this season. He's perfect fit for what the the team embodies, the city embodies. Um, and if he doesn't make it out of this year. Or doesn't make it into next year, rather than he doesn't make it. You name yeah. a new captain next year. I think for all intents and purposes, you can name a captain for a year. Yeah. And just because you know what I mean, like you don't have to have like it's not like when you name a guy captain, you're entering a seven-year contract with this player. Right. No, they still have their regular contract. You can just name them a captain, and they get a little patch on their jersey that says they're the captain, and then they have to show up to a few more fucking media events, yeah. and they get to talk to the refs more. Like that's all it is. It's not a big deal. I, I think all things considered, last year I was I, a captain once. I think the, fine. I think the captain last year was Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, yeah. You know, in the dressing room. In a sense, that, that's got that's your leader, I think. Um, but obviously can't have that distinction on the ice. The flower. So. The flower. Uh, yeah, I, I like England, but at the same time, you just brought in a guy like Max Pacioretty, who's been a captain in one of the hardest markets in the league, yeah. in which it is to be a captain. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I love him as a captain, but he's yeah. got the experience. I think he knows what he's doing. He knows how to be a leader. Does he? I think so. I, I think you look at what he did in Montreal, and, and it, it's hard to say that, hey, yeah. we gave you the captain and you fell off the rails, so maybe you're not a good leader. No, he, he took it, and I think he, he burdened it, and he... I think you get more Max Pacioretty out of Max Pacioretty if you don't name him the captain, though. Like there I, might be something to that. I, you know what yeah, I mean? you might I, be right. I'm not. I I, I I hate hearing that argument, but the more I hear it, the more I think it's true. You know who the I name captain? Play. What's up, Paul Stasny? I probably would too. Yeah, I like that. Englander or Stasny? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's our captain. Maybe Alex Tuck. No. Moving forward. No. You don't think so? No. Why not? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see Tuck as a leader. Do you? Uh, well, yeah, because he's twenty twenty one right now. But well, yeah, I, don't know, I guess twenty. Maybe in a few. Maybe in a few years. I thought he was older than that, but I don't think so. No. Okay. Maybe you may be right. I'm gonna Google Alex Tuck after you know, this. You wanna call John? I John? I don't know who that is. No. Friend of the podcast, John. John. Jersey. Hey, John. He's never, he's never listened to this. No. Um. Okay. One more uh, topic, and then we're gonna get into the top ten here. Um, nice. A bit more of a, a little bit less light of a, a topic here. Um. Before we get into what is, I think, gonna be a pretty fun top ten this week. Um. Robin Leonard. Uh. An article came out in the Athletic this week that was made free, so everyone could read it. Um. Because the Athletic is a paid subscription service. Um about his struggles with addiction and uh, um, obviously having some tough times over the past few years. Um, basically what happened was Robin Leonard was talking about how last season there were nights where 
he would show up to the rink during during games. He would have uh, uh, anxiety attacks um, on more than one occasion. Um, there were nights where most nights where he would leave the rink, go home, and uh, basically drink himself to sleep if he could. And if he couldn't, he'd pop a bunch of sleeping pills. And most nights he would do that anyway. It was kind of a combination of both. Um, basically self-medicating for years. And um, this summer, um, some people in his life forced him to get some help. And um, luckily, he's at the point now where um, he feels like he's on the verge of, of uh, a recovery of sorts anyway. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know if you ever make a full recovery from that kind of thing. But um, definitely seems like he's got some brighter days ahead. And what... I'm hoping anyway, and I'm sure a lot of people are hoping, is, is some better hockey ahead. Because I, for one, am someone who has been in Robin Leonard's corner since day one. I really, really like the way he plays in net. I really like the guy, the way he speaks. I just seem, I just see a fighter there, and I, I've always really admired him. Um, he just, he, he's got a lot of passion, and it's a tough story. But it's happy to see that things are, are kind of going in the right direction. Because he even talked uh, towards last year, he thought about killing himself multiple times. And, uh, you know, what a day that would have been to wake up to a Sportsnet notification or, or a tweet to say that the Sabres goaltender killed himself last night after stopping 34 fucking shots against the Coyotes or something like that. You know what I mean? It, it would have been something else and... Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely good to see that mm. things seem to be headed in the right direction for him. Yeah, yeah, and it's not something that you see a whole lot of in pro sports. Um, you know, a lot of people have that stigma where not yeah, not openly. Yeah, yeah, well, true. Yeah, no, for sure. But you know, there's always that that uh, that image or that that perception that sports athletes you know what what do they have to be upset about? They're making millions of dollars to play a sport they love. Well, you know, yeah. everyone's got their demons. Well, and, and sometimes that that feeds the depression too. True. Because, yeah, you never know. You know, yeah. you, you get all this fame and fortune, and you know, I'm sure there's even a thought in the back of their mind that thinks like, you know, maybe once this all happens, things are just going to get better, yeah. and then they don't. No. And and you know, it's still the same. Right. You've got all this money and all this fame and all this fortune, and and it doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. And that, in and of itself, could be incredibly discouraging too to, you know what I mean, kind of have the world in the palm of your hands, and it doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah, well, I, you know what, I, I think, um, I think he's, I think he's doing a lot of good things, like, like you touched on, um, he's got some good people in his corner that are helping him out, getting him some good help, What and, I, what uh, I love to see out of that article, too, was, was Jason Botterill, is still a, a massive, massive part of, of his life right yeah. now, and is, is very involved in his recovery, and, you know, this is the guy who didn't resign you this summer, you're on with another team now. He really doesn't have anything to do with you professionally, and yet wasn't even necessarily a friend of yours, but has kind of taken Robin under his wing and just kind of making sure that things are moving ahead mm-hmm. in the right direction, just yeah. as a person-to-person kind of thing. Right. Yeah, no, I, I hope the best for him. I'm glad that he's come forward and opened up about his struggles. That's uh, that's how you gotta that's how you gotta face it, and. Uh, I think I think he's on a good path back. He's got a new team, um, new outlook, and uh, hopefully good things on the horizon. Yeah, in all serious, seriousness, too. Like, um, you know, as much as we we make fun of the Islanders past few weeks on the podcast, too, is uh, 
you know, I really, really do wish the Islanders some successes here on the shoulders of Robin Leonard. Because yeah. um, even before this came out, and I saw him sign a one-year deal there this summer, like he is someone who I think has a really large amount of talent in net and just hasn't been able to find his stride yet in the league. And I'm hoping what this means is not just off the ice leads to better days for him, um, but I'm hoping that there's there's a lot of good hockey ahead for him too. And, um, you know, it, it would mean a lot to to him and his family and his teammates and his fans and everyone around him to to see him uh, to see him rebound here. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good to see Robin Leonard come out and say Good. Yeah, that's, no. that's what it is. It's good to see that change. Yeah. Um, okay, folks. Top 10. Top 10. Nice. Should we get a theme song? What did, Can we just rip off Letterman's uh, top 10 theme song? Yeah, I guess. I guess We're we really... We might need to pay for the rights for that. Yeah. We could get sponsors and actually pay for the rights, maybe. Sponsors? Nice. We got one next week. Nice. It's not Blue Apron. If, if anyone at home wants to make us a theme song for the top 10, by all means, if you're musically inclined... Send us uh, your subscriptions. We do have we a new email address now. We should have talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, okay. The t- I guess like in the sense it's almost not even a top ten. It's more of a bottom ten because we're going to be very pessimistic here. We're but we're going to do the top ten worst alternate jerseys in the history of the NHL. Yeah. Now, um, there are some bad ones now. Um, it's the inspiration. There have been some really fucking bad ones before. Uh, what sparked this is that the Carolina Hurricanes' new alternate... And to some extent, the Winnipeg Jets. The Hurricanes' alternate was very close to making this list. Yeah. And the only reason it didn't is because we haven't actually seen it worn on the ice yet. So maybe there's some, like, redeeming room, quality yeah. that we're missing. There might be some room for um, improvement. But it's... it's fucking ugly if you haven't seen it and you haven't seen any of these jerseys uh we encourage you to kind of look these up we're going to give you the years as we go along look up the hurricanes alternate and then maybe compare it to the rest of these at the end of it because uh it's ugly i don't know if it's as bad as these other 10 but it's bad yeah um so number 10 number 10 tampa lightning the tampa bay lightning um wave logo a lot of these jerseys don't have like names Names, um but it was the alternate jersey from 1996 to 1999. Uh, they wore it for several seasons. Um, if you heard the years mentioned, that means players such as Wendell Clark and Vincent LeCavalier had to don this piece of shit that has, um, like... Uh, you got your basic logo oh in the God. center of the jersey. Nothing changes there. It. But uh, from there, you've got gray shoulder stripes. And then, um, like, 3D print bit... Uh, rain in the background. I guess it's supposed to be rain. It's just black and so. white lines. And around the bottom of the jersey, you've got waves. And down the arms, you've got lightning bolts um, coming down each arm. And if you're having trouble picturing it, we again, we suggest, you know, go out, take a look at these jerseys. Because they're not good. This one's, I guess, the best of the bunch. Uh, so yeah, it's all downhill from here. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. And, and a weird blue, too. It wasn't the blue they were rocking at the time. It was a jersey as a kid that I knew was ugly as a kid. And as I grew up, I knew it was ugly. And, like, just, if you knew something was ugly when you were seven, 
and you still know when you're like 25 that this jersey had no taste. Some things go back in style, you know? Like maybe I would wear like clothes from the 80s now in like a, you know, just in like a sure. throwback sort of sense. Sure. This team should never even wear those in warm up. No. Even just as like a hey, these are nice. Yeah. No, they're bad. So. Uh number 9. The Panthers navy blue alternates. Uh these these actually lasted a few years. Uh 2009 to 2012. Yeah. So they wore um, these for several seasons. Um, they are a the, uh, the, the, the picture we got. We, we're pulling the pictures up as we go, so we can help kind of describe these to you. Um, the picture I've got is Keith Ballard, Nathan Horton, and Captain Brian McCabe. Oh boy, that's a good era. So yeah, these are if if you don't know them, they're basically the Columbus Blue Jackets alternates that they've had for a few years, just with a Panther head in the middle instead of a cannon. Really bad though. Yep. Circular Florida Panther writing uh, logo in the middle, just like the Columbus ones, just like the Penguins ones that they had a few years back. The problem with this jersey is it consists of several colors that have never really been a color for the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Like, it's just all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah. Baby blue. These are our colors on like 11 nights a, a, a year. Yeah. No red. No yellow. Baby blue. Baby blue. Yeah. They kind of remind me of the Penguins baby blue jerseys they wore in the... Uh, while well, they were in like the 60s and 70s, but like also in like a stadium game a few years ago. Yeah. And since then have right. kind of like thrown back and worn here and there. I, I, um, I, except I, those jerseys are nice and these ones are terrible. Yeah. A really weird, frightening panther head too in the middle. Like not even one off of their logo. Oh, it's yeah. something completely different. Terrifying. It's almost like someone posted like a fan edit of a Florida Panthers jersey to like a Reddit page and they're like, oh, those are cool. Yeah, and they just like made them. No. They're bad. They're bad. Number eight, possibly... This is going to be controversial, I think. Possibly should be higher on our list, like closer to number one, but um, it's on the list for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think I think we, we have it in a good spot because I think the majority of the problem with this jersey is the logo. Um, I think if you stuck the regular team logo in the middle, I think it's an okay jersey. But uh, this is the Flames Dragon Horse Head I don't even like what animal is you know, that you know supposed the one. to be. Yeah, th- this is, might be one of the few jerseys on the list where, like, immediately, I feel like most hockey fans are going to clue and know which one yeah. they're talking about. They wore this one from 1998 to 2006. Yeah, this lingered for a while, by far the and longest on the list. At no point yeah. did anyone that I know like this jersey. Yeah, no, like I said, like I, I think like the the black look for Calgary, I like it. You know, I think if, if black is your is your main alternate color for a jersey, that's okay. You know, but they went completely left field with the logo. This is a bad logo. This 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 could be the yeah. worst logo in the history of uh, NHL teams. Again, I don't even know what is it is it a horse is it a, is it a dragon? Because like horses don't breathe fire, but horses are very Calgary esque. You know, the stampede and all that. So, could be a horse, could be a dragon. A bull. Sure. Uh, uh, an sure. anteater. Some sort of pagan, traditional... Ooh. Yeah. Some sort of a sacrifice, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> bad. Is there, it's bad. Maybe there's something about a horse head in the Bible? I don't remember. It could be. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Calgary Stampede theme. I a think. reading from yeah. Corinthians. Uh, uh, and the horses And the horses of fire... Of fire. Descended upon... Rain down on yes. the city of Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and this, John said to Abraham, th- "This one mostly makes so it be the Calgary Flames for the longevity factor." I think it just no one oh, shot God. it in the back of the no, horse head before. It's bad. Yeah, number seven. Now, what's interesting about number seven on our list? Uh, it is the multi black Islanders jersey, is what we've called it. I don't know what else to call it. Um, multi-black is misleading because there's about nine different colors on this jersey. Every color of the rainbow. No, it's not every color of the rainbow. It can't be because the rainbow has some nice colors, and I don't know what the fuck these colors are. This is a terrible jersey. Um, they wore this for three seasons. Um, 2011 to 2014. Yeah. The jersey consists of black, orange, white, gray, blue... Is that it? I hope so. It might be it. I hope there so. is no rhyme or reason to this jersey. You know what it's like is when you go to create a team on NHL, yeah, and they just assign you a bunch of jerseys. It's like okay, like just pick your jersey and uh, and just design it from here, and uh, we'll be back. Just let us know when you're done, and then you can play with your team. Yeah, and then it's like a it's like a ten year old kid playing the game. He's like, ah, fuck it, these jerseys are nice. I'm keeping them. Yeah, uh, if I remember- don't know who designed these jerseys. And whose idea it was to keep these around for more than one season? They are the they are the ugliest thing that the Islanders have ever worn. And, and had some bad they ones. have really yeah. never had nice jerseys no. ever. Like I guess for me, I, I like the fact that they don't have that atrocious logo that they've had since their that's, team existed. That's that's true. That's the maybe that's the, the best only, part. The only thing I do like about the jersey is the name being across. Like it says Islanders, and then the number underneath it. I don't hate it when teams do that. Almost no. like a football it's look football-esque. a little bit. A little, yeah. like, you know, more yeah. basketball, I guess. More of a basketball look to it. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. They're bad. Yeah, the colors, like, were, were like they got it kind of right a couple years later when they had those black Nets ones where they just went all black. Those are nice. And, and they didn't put any color into it. nice. That's fine. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. But they, like, they did that, and then they went, wait a second, we, no. we forgot the blue and the yeah. orange, and which the, aren't good colors and the together. Gray. Yeah. Uh, gray. Ugh. With the, with the blue helmets, too. The it's blue bad. helmets tied all together. Uh, I don't know. It's terrible. Uh, number six. Stars Bowl. Um, <laughs> you know what it is. Famously dubbed the Mooderess because... Shut up. Yeah. Some, oh, I forgot about that. No, I knew that, too. I, I guess no one at the Stars PR team realized that the logo, this, this bull head they were putting out, kind of looked like the outline of a uterus. Of a uterus, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's all black, which, again, seemed to be a theme that a lot of teams tried to go with around the uh, the 2000, early 2000s, late 90s, but with a completely new logo. And, oh, yeah, by the way, did I mention red? Because when I think Dallas Stars, I think red. You know, that team that's always ever been green and yellow, they brought in some red. Uh, yeah, so no shoulder stripes. Uh, just some striping on the bottom and on the bottom of the sleeves. But again, this this is one with a logo really s- like seals the deal on this one. Like if, if you just if you just stuck a regular logo at the middle, it's bad. But it's not like top ten bad. Uh, the, the logo, like where did they get this bullhead in the shape of Texas from? It, uh, it does look like a uterus. Yeah, and no one saw it apparently. Yeah, those are for the like flo- those three are, seasons. Those are the fallopian tubes. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you know that? You went to Catholic school. They don't teach you about that stuff in Catholic school, do they? I might have Googled it. I don't oh, okay. know. That. That's fair. Google's powerful. Self-teach yourself, nice. kids. Nice. The education system's kind of wonky. That's number six. Number five. Ooh. 
All right, so here's what here's what we've called this jersey because the jersey again does not really have a name or any way to uh, describe it unless we call it the Sabers half and half, uh, which they wore in 2013, 2014. So at least they were smart enough to cut this off. Yeah. Um, this jersey is yellow on the front and blue in the back. Of course. With a, with a, with a gray number, but the name, like the name bar is in yellow. Uh-huh. Um, there's also some gray on the sleeves. Half and half, because the front of the jersey and the back of the jersey look almost nothing like each other. Yeah, you'd think they were two different jerseys. From, you would. From 100%. Different angles. If you, saw, if you saw it from behind and you saw it from the front, you would think there's no way that that is the same jersey. It's the same jersey. Yeah. To the point where I almost thought there were two versions of this jersey, and I had to Google it enough times and look at enough pictures to realize that this is the same one jersey over and over again. I like how they stuck Buffalo on the front above the logo, like, in case you weren't sure what the Buffalo galloping across. They're just that proud of it, James. Yeah. They're just that proud of this We're jersey. We're from Buffalo. Welcome to, welcome watch the Sabres. Yeah. Yeah. Who did they have uh, that year, 2013, 2014? Who was their best player? Anyone? Uh, we could play the roster game Vander later Kane? with the 2013, 25. Did they have Kane yet? I think so. I don't even think they had Kane. Didn't they? Well, they had Myers then, at least. Yeah, they had Kane or Myers. Yeah. Uh, okay, number four. Okay, so Vancouver has had a lot of bad jerseys in their in their past. Never mind bad jerseys. They've, yeah. ju- they've had a lot of jerseys. They never had. A, they've never really had a good one. I, I guess the skate logo mm. was the best, but that's not the greatest either. Anyway, this one features the I skate guess, logo. Yeah. Um. But instead of what you're probably all picturing in your minds right now, this is what we're calling the maroon version, um, in which the top half of the jersey is maroon-ish red, and the bottom half halfway is through the logo it turns black with no transition, but not not doesn't fade it's into a hard black. Cut. It's just a hard cut. Like all of a sudden, it's just a line that separates maroon from black. Yeah. And then, so yeah, then they've got the letters are oh in, in the God. yellow. The socks are pure black. Oh, I never noticed they're, that. They're, they're, they're like practice socks that you'd get from your scrub league. It almost looks like they're wearing Cooperalls. Yeah, it's 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 all black from like the tits down, basically. <laughs> and it's just this ugly red, but then the black helmet above. You know uh, what I'm just... Uh, a lot wore, of hard they cuts. They wore this jersey from 1995 to 97. It's just dawning on me. Did Pavel Bure have to wear this atrocity? He might have. He would have been on the team. Yeah. Oh my God. Hopefully, he sat out those nights. I hope so. Was out with his models. Yeah. Not watching the game. Yeah. Good for fucking Pavel Bure. Guy's the man. Number three. Number three. Coyote head green. Yeah. From nineteen, uh, the Phoenix Coyotes at so, the time, from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand three. Yeah, the Coyotes made an interesting choice when when they came into Darius Casper, right? Yeah, when they came into the league, they had that that katana coyote, you know, thing kind of cut up in some almost like an Aboriginal type of mm-hmm. um, art, which was really nice. I really like that that full body logo. But then what they did with this logo, or this this jersey, sorry, is they took an all green canvas, which you know, never a good idea. They cut the head off of that beautiful logo. Stuck it in the middle, and then put like an orange base at the bottom, which I think contained like cactus and uh, other desert-themed items all around the trim of the the sleeves. And, and, and oh my god, like it, it's the worst green too. Like 
If you're going to go green. It, it's the ugliest color I've ever seen on a sports jersey, combined with maybe the second ugliest color I've ever seen on a sports jersey. This is one, if they wore it in, like, warm-ups, maybe you'd be like, oh, I remember that jersey. That's what they're doing. But if they wore it during a game, you you wouldn't be down. No. I don't remember ever thinking it looked good. They wore it for five years. Yeah. Keith Kachuk had to wear that atrocity. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor Keith Kachuk. Uh, number two. The Burger King. Now, we, ha- we have to say that the top two were a unanimous decision on me and James' yeah. list. Although we had, a, out of way, I we guess. had a lot of the same jerseys on here, but we had the top two the same. Yeah. We mutually agreed. Number two, the Burger King jersey from L.A. Now, I know what you're thinking. It is not a jersey where the Burger King logo is on it, but it's pretty damn close. It's, it's really close. Um, it has a gray stripe? Yep. What would you even call it? Uh, it, it starts as black uh, at the top of the shoulder. and then 1995-96. Try to Google this right yeah, now while we're talking about it, it. As it comes down, you know, like a sash across the, the player's torso. Yeah, like a sash. That's what it is. And it, it looks like they're out for, like, a one of their friend's birthdays yeah. or, like... But it, married, it fades. Bachelorette. It fades. It's like a bachelorette party yeah. they're all at. Yeah. They're all wearing the fucking sash. Fades from black to gray into white at the bottom. Um, and of course, uh, they. I think they might have been the first team to stick the C on the right side of the jersey. Um, and, and then in place of where the C would normally go on a jersey, they've got this king's head that never existed in the history of the team until this point. Like full beard and never like, again like a brent burns bearded king head with a crown uh, the best part about this jersey is that in some pictures it looks like a black and gray stripe and in other ones it's purple oh you're right like you know what i mean like oh, it's man. it's kind of it's not consistent but like the socks look like they're gray so it's possible that the jersey is like a completely different color from the socks I don't know. Oh man, you have to like. It's like an oil. It's, it's like an oil painting. If you stare at it long enough, you might see different things. You know what? Like, let's just call a spade that, a spade. That dress that they had a few years ago on Twitter. Lot of yeah, yeah. that's what it is. What color's the dress? Yeah. Tell us what color this jersey is. At at laced up pod on Twitter. Yeah. Or uh, laced up podcast at yahoo.com. Okay. Tell us your thoughts on this jersey. What color this jersey? We don't know is. what color it is. Um, we need an answer. A ruling. Let's call a spade a spade. Someone did a lot of drugs and designed this jersey. Yeah. And kudos to them, because it's hilarious. And honestly, I would wear one now, because I think it's the funniest freaking jersey ever. I think it's funnier than number one, but number one is the ugliest jersey. And, well, just before we move probably to number in the one, history of the I, I'd just like to point out that the Kings wore this, and then at the trade deadline, Gretzky is like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> so th- this jersey possibly drove Wayne Gretzky to request a trade from the team. Good for Wayne. Yeah. Number one. Yep. Um, yep. The Anaheim Ducks yep. had a jersey in 95-96. Uh, so, you know, two years after they, they debuted. Um, Same year that the Kings wore this Burger King jersey, true. too. It's a bad so year. So it was a hell of a year for yeah. jerseys. This was also the same year where the Blues um, provided that fake jersey with the horns and stuff on it. Yeah. They, yeah. The Canucks had their maroon thing going on oh at this time, God. too. Oh, my God. 1995, awesome year. Yeah. Awesome year for hockey. Uh, yeah, so this one is, uh, you know, that, that all-teal color that the Ducks uh, had had. Uh, not bad. But 
they've got a duck goaltender bursting through the, the, the ice. The full body of a duck is bursting through the ice, which is also doubling as the bottom stripe of the jersey. Um, he's jumping out of the ice in a full body suit. Superman pose. Possibly a goaltender. He's wearing like a, he's got like a goaltender stick and maybe like a blocker. I'm not sure that that's actually a glove. I don't know if you ever watched... But he's got a blocker and maybe pads. Like, did you ever watch the cartoon, The Mighty Ducks, back in the... Oh, no. Okay, this is the goalie character from this animated show. So Disney was really, you know, putting all of its chips in the... In the Ducks here, in is terms of marketing. Is this potentially the first ever North American sports jersey to feature an advertisement? In a sense, yeah, th- that's kind of an ad. Could be, could be. Could it's be. kind of an ad yeah. for, for a cartoon. I mean, the whole club was an advertisement, really. True. When you think about it. Yeah, that's true. But just Corporate shills. Yeah. Freaking fat cats in Anaheim. Just an atrocious looking eyesore. Yeah. 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 It's, it is... It is, without a doubt, the worst alternate jersey in the history of the NHL. Yeah, hands down. It could be the worst jersey in the history of the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's top ten. That's your top ten. That, uh, that's also more or less the podcast, I guess. I guess so. Uh, guest next week. We'll, yeah. We'll fill you in, uh, on Twitter and, and other places that we Should advertise. Be. Yeah. Should yeah, be. Yeah, things might change. So we're um, not going to name names It's going to be, re- it's going to be really hard, but, uh, to uh, maybe mash up our schedules, but we're hoping to do not just a guest interview because, most you know, most, most, that, yeah. most of them are going to be like an interview, but, um, possibly a guest host. There may be a third be cool. person on That'd with us next cool. week. So, yeah. um, good hockey mind. Should be a lot of fun if we, if everything lines up, we're hoping it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you want to say or support or plug in or... I thought I had something. But no. Nah. No, cool. I'm good. Uh, I guess follow us on Twitter at Laced Up Pod. Yep. Um, Watch for the new uh, apps. We'll be yes. uh, sharing that information. Subscribe to us on iTunes as well as yep. Anchor and great. Uh, Wooshka. 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 Yeah. Uh, based out of Australia. Uh, okay. So we're awesome. We're gonna get all the Australian uh, hockey fans yeah. getting all the Nathan well, Walker fans. They've got a cup champion now, and, yeah. and they're on the bandwagon. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe we'll get Nathan Walker on one day. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Who else is from Australia? Um, Hemsworth. Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Yeah. He's nice. Not, he's not the podcast. Jim Jeffries? No, no, not chance. He'd be easy to convince. Get a drink in him. He'll do yeah, whatever oh, you. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's We're it. Done. Um, yeah. So an episode next week with a guest, and then um, we. Guess the season's getting underway after yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, we have pretty much decided uh, we'll announce if things change, week to week, but expect the podcast every Friday uh, once the season starts. Next week we're thinking it'll be Friday, although we might record it a couple days ahead of time just yeah. based on um, scheduling. But yeah. Okay. Beautiful. That's it. Okay. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later.